You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Welcome to another year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The House Cup calls for the brightest students to compete in the worker placement game. Use gain knowledge and magic to learn lessons and complete challenges. Earn the most points for your house to be named the House Cup Champion. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. This is Justin. And Mindy. And today we have a review for the Harry Potter House Cup competition board game. This is put out by the OP. It is two to four players. Plays in 75 minutes or more, uh, depending on the number of player counts. Suggest age 11 up, MSRP $49.99, and was designed by Nate Heiss. So let's start with the fact that this is another licensed game from the OP. Big fans of uh, Battle for Hogwarts deck building game, so we we're really excited to check this one out. So this is a primarily a worker placement game, also using the Harry Potter universe, and each player plays one of the four. Hogwarts houses, and the workers you assign are characters from those houses. It has a lot of theme throughout it in that sense. What are your first impressions on House Cup competition? Overall, I mean, the the box is nice. It's got all four colors for the House Cups and that, which is good. I think the board's laid out pretty well. The actual board portion, kind of different sections and that, so you kind of know where you're at. The house boards kind of disappointed in their quality and tracking ability and secureness but i really do like the collectible house cup gems that you're using so that was a nice feature overall i think i feel like the board could have used a little bit more it could have been a little bit nicer done a little bit more consistency through it kind of how i feel about the game overall (laughs) the display of it and you so my first impressions when we open the box it's very thematic in keeping the, the four colors of the houses, keeping everything organized in that sense. As you said, the score tracker or, or house sand hourglasses, which are like test tubes with little plastic gem, colored gems to represent the four different factions, is well organized and very, very thematic. Main board itself is perfectly a-okay, as you said. Uh, the player boards, I think, were okay in quality. But there's some quality of life improvements that could have been done a little bit better on them. First thing I noticed, at least as a first impression, is the cards are a little bit on the thin and flimsy side. Knowing how people tend to bend cards and their little cards and hold cards. If you've got a group of players that aren't gentle with this game, show a lot more wear and tear faster because of the the playing cards themselves. I uh, do want to know, it is also very very much Wizarding World movie characters. We have, like, Harry, Ron, Hermione are pictures of Harry, Ron, Hermione from the movies. Yeah, it's all, you know, and, Cedric. And yeah. even the, the house colors are the movie house colors, not the book house colors. So, right. So it, it's, it's just kind of an important call out that it's themed on the movies, which is fine. But if you're looking for, like, a diehard book adaptation of the house cup you might be a little nitpicky on it let's talk about what the game does well so i think it does well at the actual uh worker placement portion of it 
the ability that on your house card you have three people, you're placing one and you're going back and forth. I think that does really well with that. I also think they give you a lot of options of placing where you can place. Granted, we played with two players and that did limit our board a little bit, but I never felt like I ran out of space or I had somewhere I couldn't go. I enjoyed the first player token and going back and forth with that. I don't know how that would feel in a one that maybe had more players since it was just the two of us. I think that helped a lot with kind of knowing who's going and when you have, you know, three people you got to put out who's got that upper hand challenge portion cards that you're taking are good. I think there's a good mix of like different size of challenges or different rewards for those challenges. So I think that all was really good. It does well as a entry level lighter worker placement game. This isn't a, a UE Roosevelt game. This isn't like deep heavy worker placement games that use this mechanic feature. This is on the, the lighter end of the spectrum and it does that very well. It scales the board very well. You only have three workers. You're only ever going to have three workers. Most worker placement games, that first player token, there is a space that you can claim the first player token. In a two-player game, it just bounces back and forth. I used it a couple times as leverage of, like, I wanted... I was was already the first player. I wanted to keep it for the next round because I had a plot and plan of, like, I need to make sure I grab a space right away. Plus, I needed, like, the lesson or whatever else that space gave me, too. So, yes. like, it was a good, pr- it was just a good play for me. In a two-player game, if you don't have that token, there's really no reason to go there. Where in a three- or four-player game, that's going to matter a little bit more. So, you know, the space economy of a worker placement game is very important in that sense. Like the challenge phase, like you said, I think that's a really cool way of, you've gotten your resources, you've gotten your skill power-ups, now put them to a test and get your points. And it's kind of like a second half of a phase in a round. The lesson cards that you can earn, they're tough to gain, is what we discovered. You kind of want to always have them, but you can... You can't get them easily. Yeah, you don't get them as fast as you can use them, is I think the problem. Not necessarily a bad thing, it's just one of those, it's not a valid strategy. And after a game or two of it, you will see, they're nice to haves, but not must-to-haves. Uh, the location cards, which are the variants in the game, I actually kind of enjoy it because oh, there's other worker placement games out there like these are the spaces, these are the spaces, these are the spaces. You don't get any variants other than maybe what cards pop up as far as action economy. But this one actually has four locations that slowly get revealed throughout the game. And they have themes and they have a little bit like, okay, so this one, you know, the level one locations will always cost you a book to go to, and they'll give you a minor benefit. The next two that unlock, you have to have at least a skill level of three in one of the classes, and then that will allow you to go to those spaces, and they have like a medium level power, and the last one, which is only there for two rounds, has two spaces that you can use, and they're pretty powerful. Yeah. And the fact that they're one level one, two level twos, and level three every game, out of four cards, eight cards, and four cards. So you kind of get this nice mix-up of variety, which I, I enjoyed. It, true. We didn't see the same cards when we played, so mm-hmm. which was nice. Right, so you're not going to get that duplicate game between the lessons and the challenges that spawn and bit drawn out. There's a lot of variety, and you kind of have to keep a little bit flexibility in your strategy, which isn't necessarily always prevalent in a worker placement game like this. So where were some of the opportunities?
opportunities that House Cup competition had? One would be the lessons. Um, lessons would be better if you could get them. I don't, you don't have to get them a lot, but a little bit more. I mean, I think there's only a handful on the board. Like, there's three spaces on the board that you can get lessons. Really get to try and get more of them. So I think that would help, and especially... The wording in the different areas could be better. Some talk about basic lessons and advanced lessons. Other areas talk about easy lessons and hard lessons, so it doesn't keep consistent overall with that, which I think would be helpful. You get the challenges. You, you have that ability to actually get challenges, which is good, and get more of those. I don't know if I felt like I could get too many hard challenges, but at the same point, I don't know if I felt like I could play too many hard challenges either. So that maybe kind of evens out, but I would have liked to kind of had more hard challenges. Maybe I could hold on to them and work towards being able to play them and I think my one big thing is especially when you get towards the end where you have your three workers or your three people and you can only play two challenges an easy and a hard or two easies I think sometimes I'd like to just play three easies you know because I can do those three so mm-hmm. I think that's one of my things but I get where that probably balances out actually but I think the lessons is kind of the really big thing you can't get them like you feel like you need to get them. Well, how about with you? So most of my opportunities on this game actually sit in the more of the, des- not necessarily the game mechanic design, but some of the duction design. My biggest thing is most Harry Potter fans have a house that they resonate with, whether you are a Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, or Ravenclaw, and you're going to want to play your favorite house. And if you have two Gryffindors in the room, you're going to have to fight it out. That's just how it's going to be. Like, I prefer Ravenclaw personally, and when we played the first time, I, of course, grabbed the Ravenclaw board. Three skill sliders for every, for each of your three workers to tell you what level of class, or what level of that class they're in, essentially. Which allows you to do your challenges and your lessons and all, all the fun stuff in the game. Like, you got to power up your workers in order to use your workers. But the tracking system, the sliders, is a nice little token that moves across a a track, but there's no way that it locks into that track, which you kind of hinted at the beginning. But more importantly, on two of the four houses, the color scheme is so close to the actual house colors, tinted enough, that you can't really see the boxes that line up in. So even though it, if it didn't lock in, but I could identify the boxes on all four boards, I probably wouldn't be so nitpicky about it. Or have them secure in like a peg system or something instead of a slide system. One of those two solutions would have probably eliminated my my heartache about it. I already did kind of mention that the card quality, I think, could have been a little bit, like, a little bit heavier weight just to give them a, a little heft, a little bit more durability. The shrink wrap on our location and reference cards was tight enough that the cards naturally have a bend to them when we opened them. Yeah. Because it was not a huge stack and then squeezed. Those two points aside, the other opportunity I I think the game has, you don't feel like you have enough abilities to get lessons that you want, let alone get the challenges you want. I never really felt the challenges as much as like, man, I wish I just had the ability to get a lesson, but I have so many other priorities that I have to do first. Right. Kind of low on your list of trying to get because you can't really get them. And I had the problem with the sliders. I actually ended up hitting my game board 
on the last game we played, and I literally went, uh, was this a one or a two? Because I kind of knocked it out, and I was like, I think it's a one? Right. And you hit the other thing that that bothered me when we were first learning it was the inconsistency of language between easy and hard challenges, which were then, I believe, on the reference cards were either basic and were listed as basic and advanced, which the lessons are basic and advanced. So either easy, hard for everything or basic advanced for everything might have solved that. And I feel, I'm sure there's iterations on all four of them, and it was possibly a decision of, like, let's keep one set of terminologies for the lessons and the other set for the um, challenges, challenges. but nobody, like, there there wasn't someone who looked through all of the pieces to make sure... They matched. Everything matched everywhere. Yeah. Uh, When you're learning the game, be aware of that. It's a little instinctually like it's a it, we were able to make the logical leap of like oh they're saying basic this. when this says easy that should be the same thing so not a huge thing it was just one of those like a licensed product game like this i was hoping for a little bit more yeah. now last thing uh, as we get our final uh, final thoughts on this the game is msrp 49.99 do you think this is an appropriate price point for house cup competition if it wasn't Harry Potter labeled, I would probably say no. I would probably put it a little bit cheaper, maybe like 10 bucks or something like that. Because it's Harry Potter theme, it's all official and everything like that, I know they tend to be a little bit more. So I guess I could see where the $50 would be about right. I don't know if I would buy it after seeing it until they made some changes to like the board and the just the overallness of it. Uh, how about for you? I think this is something that I, you're right with the licensing. If the card quality was a little bit nicer, like I feel like not the point tracker and the, the vials mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park. That oh, alone, yes. like if everything was like that level of like care and quality, I would have no problem at forty nine ninety nine. As it physically stands. I would say 40 45 If it wasn't licensed, definitely probably in that 40 range. But overall, if you're into Harry Potter, if you like uh, worker placement games or are interested in them, I definitely recommend the game for that. Yes. If you're looking for a deeper level of worker placement, I would recommend other worker placement games. If you're looking for something a little bit more narrative, then I would look at the deck building game. Yeah. And that the OP puts out instead. But overall, if this calls out to you and you like, if you like the deck building game and want a different Harry Potter game that plays differently, definitely pick this one up at that point. Yeah, and I think if you are not big into the worker placement or you need um, maybe just starting out with worker placement, I think this is a good game to actually start out with that because it's mm-hmm. very simple as to what you're doing and makes you can understand that. Well, that does it for. Harry Potter House Cup Competition. This has been Justin. And Mindy. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also put up videos on our YouTube and Twitch. So check those out. Make sure you hit those likes, subscribe, leave a comment, all that fun stuff. As always, thanks for listening, and happy gaming. Happy gaming.
You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.